Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Hey, hey, I'm Kevin Cruz, and I am here to 10X your productivity, at least in key areas of your life, and to dramatically increase your productivity everywhere. Now, today I'm extra high energy because Saturday night, I, um, I did something I don't usually do, and I went to an NBA basketball game. So I'm outside of Philadelphia, so I went and watched the Philadelphia 76ers play the Detroit Pistons. Now, don't worry, this isn't about basketball. If you don't follow American basketball, if you're listening from some other part of the world and don't even know uh, the teams or what I'm talking about, it's okay. I only go to about one or two games a year, like to go with my friend, we take our boys, have a good time. And the Sixers this year are horrible. I mean, they have one of the worst records in the history of the NBA. But, you know, we're there for a fun game, just get out, have some cheesesteaks, and uh, and just relax. And, you know, it was a good game. It was a fun game. But what really made me uh, take notice is all of a sudden, this kind of short kid for the Sixers comes running out onto the court. And the entire pace of the game changed. This guy, his name's TJ McConnell. He all of a sudden starts racing up and down the court like like someone's chasing him. I mean, all of a sudden he's going for steals. Uh, he's only six foot two and he's jumping in trying to get rebounds. Uh, he's making crazy plays. I mean, he's bringing it. Now, it's like nobody told him that the Sixers are going to be in last place no matter what happens. You know, no one told him that the game didn't really count. I mean, he was bringing it no matter what. And now, like I said, I don't really follow the Sixers or basketball that much. So I'm Googling this guy. Turns out he's a rookie. He was undrafted. As I mentioned, only six foot two. He used to play for Arizona, I believe. Has no profiles on social media. He's not out there, you know, trying to, to be a star or anything else. And that might be a mistake. But as soon as he took the court, the entire energy and mood of the game changed. You know, you um, might not be the star on your team, but you can always bring the energy you might not be the tallest or mo most you know, naturally gifted. You can always set the pace. You might not have the best jump shot or whatever the analogy is in your career, but you can always set the tone. And you know, this is really the underlying secret of productivity. We, there's no such thing as time management. I mean, we can't control time, but we can control our energy and focus. You take two people with the same one hour and the same to-do list to burn through in that one hour, and you take someone who's feeling tired and lethargic and is multitasking and is low energy. I'm sounding like Donald Trump accusing people of being low energy. But anyway, you take the other person, like TJ McConnell, who I never heard of before, this undrafted six-foot-two rookie, and you decide to bring it. You are high energy. You're focused. You're not multitasking. You're loving what you're doing. You're trying to beat the clock. Who's going to get more done? It's the same 60 minutes. It's the same 1,440 minutes in a day. It's about bringing focused energy to the task at hand. So hats off to TJ McConnell, man. He's my new favorite player. I hope he's got a jersey or something out because I'm going to get it. So listen, in the last episode, I talked about the six secrets to stop being so overwhelmed 
new book from my friend Kelly Exeter. If you didn't hear that episode, listen to that one after this one. It's not going anywhere, so you, you can wait. <laughs> and today I'm going to talk about the very, very real possibility that you might just be able to make 80% of your workload disappear. You just might be able to ignore it or at least give it to someone else. But first, you know I really want you to have that one-page planning tool that millionaires use to schedule their day. I want to stay in touch with you. So just text the word ACHIEVE to 44222 or open up your web browser and go to productivity podcast.com. That way I can send you this quick start action plan. You can 10X your productivity and the world will be a better place. All right, what is the 80-20 rule and can it really make 80% of your work disappear? So here, here's the story behind this concept. Not everybody knows the story, even if you've heard of the rule. There was a guy named Vilfredo Pareto. He was born in Italy in 1848. Now, he would uh, he was a business manager and all the rest, but by like in his 40s, kind of an old guy by um, 1848 standards, he became an economist. He started doing more serious work. And legend has it that one day he noticed in his own personal garden that 20% of the pea plants gave him 80% of his healthy pea pods. 20% of the plants outproduced 80% of the plants. So he started thinking about this this um, rule in nature of uneven distribution. And he started doing some digging in the files, the research uh, among Italian landowners. And he found out that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by 20% of the population. He then investigated different industries and found that usually 80% of production came from just 20% of the top companies in that industry. So he came up with this generalization, 80% of results come from just 20% of the action. And so people have started to look around and apply this rule of thumb to a lot of different areas. And you could probably see it yourself, especially if you're a small business owner, medium-sized business owner, you know, 20% of sales will often come, I'm sorry, 20% of sales representatives are usually the ones that are getting you 80% of your sales. You have a hundred sales reps, most of your sales are coming from about 20 of them. 20% of your customers generally account for 80% of total profits. Some customers are a pain in the butt. They're difficult to work with. They complain. They need special customization. They don't pay their bills. Those are money losing or low profit customers. Others, they're ready to buy off the shelf. They pay cash. They're a dream customer, a dream client. So 20% of your customers are accounting for 80% of your profit. In software, 20% of the software bugs reported are generally the ones that cause 80% of software crashes. If you want to stop your software from crashing, you don't need to fix all your bugs. You need to fix those 20% that are causing 80% of those crashes. And let's look at healthcare. Today in the United States, 20% of patients account for 80% of all healthcare spending. And by the way, 5% of all patients account for 50% of all of our healthcare spending. You know, over half of our healthcare spending is going to really a very small number of patients. Now, look, I like to personalize everything, right? So here's some examples from my own life. Think about whether they apply or you have something similar in your own life. Now, 
I own about, I think, five very expensive, amazing suits. I don't suit up very often. I don't know unless I'm going out on a speaking gig or something. So 80% of the time when I need a suit, I just grab my black, very well tailored, single breasted Armani suit. I, I grab the same powder blue shirt, even though I got five suits, I don't rotate. I just keep grabbing the same suit, one out of five suits all the time. Um, for you ladies out there, how many shoes do you own? How many high heels do you own? But I'll bet you probably grab the same 20% and wear those over and over. And then there's others that you wear almost never. I've got 15 rooms in my house and about 80% of the time I spend in just the bedroom, family room, or my office. Um, you know, that's 20% of my rooms. Uh, I don't know how many miles of roadway or highway are in and around my town, but I'm sure I drive, you know, on less than, uh, 20% of them, you know, it does, I go to the school, I go to the grocery store, I go to the bank, I go to the gas station. That's about it. And then the airport, <laughs> you know, on my smartphone, I counted up, I have 48 different mobile apps, but 80% of the time I'm only using the eight apps that are on my home screen. Um, so and look, you know, this 80, 20, it's not always exactly as you start to look at your own sales reps and sales, or as you start to look at your own, you know, life practices, it's more about the point of uneven inputs and outputs. And in fact, you know, it all started, we talked about Pareto looking at wealth distribution. And of course, in the United States, it's a big topic right now is the growing wealth gap. And as of now, I mean, it's not 80-20. That would seem pretty equitable by today's standards. As of now in the United States, 0.1%, one-tenth of 1% of Americans own 90% of the wealth, the same amount of wealth as 90% of all other Americans. So that's not even 80-20. It's 90 and 0.1. So when I was doing all those interviews with the Olympic athletes, the self-made millionaires, the straight A students and others, you know, they, they were all using explicitly or not, they were using some form of the Pareto principle. They were all distinctly aware that, listen, we only have 1,440 minutes in the day and there will always be more to do. There's always more stuff that can be done that we'll never get to. So it's not like you just work and try to get everything done. You will never get everything done. So a strategy is like, when is enough enough? Use 80-20, use the Pareto principle as a way to help you figure out the core things you need to really be working on and then let the rest go or, or delegate it if it really does have to be done. So, you know, how can you apply it? How do you apply this into your real world? <clears throat> Listen, if you're an executive, you're a team leader in a, in a large organization, a, a company, you know, not all projects are equal. Instead of trying to do the impossible, you know, instead of you trying to do everything or have your team do everything, instead, a Pareto approach is to understand which projects, which goals are most important to your organization? Which ones align to your organization's goals? Which projects or goals are most important to your boss, right? Like some things are gonna be scrutinized. Some things she's asking you about for follow-up and tracking the progress. Others, she hasn't asked you about in six months. So not all things are created equal. So understand 
what are the 20% of projects, 20% of goals, 20% of tasks that you really need to personally stay on top of? Cause they're going to get you 80% of your bonus of your evaluation of your outcomes. And then the rest delegate it to others or drop it entirely. If you can, if you're a freelancer, startup entrepreneur, this still applies to you. I mean, you know, money is time. So think, use the Pareto principle to understand who your best paying clients are. It's always going to be easier to sell more stuff to an existing customer than new stuff to a new customer. You know, don't burn yourself out. Focus on quality work with fewer projects and fewer customers. Um, and entrepreneurs in general, I mean, I've got an idea every single day for a new you know, gazillion dollar business, you know, whether it really would be, who knows, but I still have those ideas. Entrepreneurs need to focus, you know, just stay focused in your one area until you've maximized the results from that area, then expand your marketplace. I can remember years ago being in a board meeting and, um, supporting the CEO and the CEO presented to the board, this idea of, of we're going to, uh, we were in the United States software company, and he says, okay, now here's our plan. We're going to open up offices in Europe to expand. And he went through this whole presentation about global expansion. And finally, one of the board members raised a hand and said, you know, when you only control about 2% of the market in the United States, isn't it a little easier to grow your market here in the United States before you decide on, you know, flying across the Atlantic and dealing with different cultures and languages and currencies and technologies and everything else? Like, why do you want to do that? So that was the end of our global expansion plan. You know, he didn't use the words. He's basically saying, stay focused. Don't try to do everything all at once. And, you know, this is a powerful principle, even in your personal life. You know, you could be a stay at home parent or just a busy um, homeowner trying to do it all at home, the never ending chore list, the honeydew list, right? But think about that 80, 20 rule. Um, you know, I think about, let's say yard work, you know, I've got one neighbor in particular who spends, I mean, every morning, night, weekend out in his yard. Now I'm hoping he enjoys it. I hope that's like a hobby. So good for him if it is, but when I look around my, you know, neighbor's yards and my own yards, I drive up and down the street, what do I notice? I notice if someone needs to mow their lawn or if they got really tall weeds growing around. Other than that, I don't notice if the bushes have been trimmed a little bit. I really don't notice if they've got fresh flowers by their doorstep. I don't notice if they've fertilized their lawn, right? There's two things, long weeds and mowing their lawn that would get them 80% of the beauty of their front yard. And they wouldn't have to work on all those other things. Again, if you enjoy doing it, that's a different story. So what 20% of your to-do list items at work and at home drive 80% of the outcomes, 80% of your reward, 80% of your happiness? All right. I hope you tell a friend about this episode. There's got to be someone you know who is too hard on herself, always trying to get it all done. Someone who foolishly thinks... She can just keep adding more things to her to-do list and that she will actually do them all. Just send her to productivity-podcast.com so she can listen to these other episodes. She could also text the word achieve. Don't forget about that way. Text the word achieve to 44222 and that will um, get her signed up as well. 
and do it so that you both can listen to the very next episode. It's going to be kind of a funny one. I'm going to tell you about uh, who I call the world's biggest slacker and how he actually won company awards for excellence while he goofed off eight hours a day surfing the web. Strange but true tale of unusual productivity. So until next week, remember, master your minutes to master your life. Hey, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the LeadX Academy at leadx.org. If you didn't know, LeadX is actually my company, and we have dozens of video-based courses that are designed to help you to achieve your full potential. And I personally teach you courses via video like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time, and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars, and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org. Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life.